0: You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined by my best friend, Ben Weir. Great to see you, buddy, and glad you're feeling better. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, guys, Ben was out sick a couple weeks ago, and then last week I was on vacation, so been a little while, but we're both glad to be back bringing you guys another episode here on Up Your Game, and we're going to be covering the last three weeks of the NFL. A lot has gone on, a lot of moving parts. Teams moving up and down the standings. We're going to go through a few of the games and then update you guys where the teams stand and what the playoff picture looks like at this point with three games to go. We go back to week 13, starting off with the Cowboys as Dak Prescott threw for three touchdowns and the Cowboys extended their home win streak to 14 with a 41-35 win over the Seahawks. Ben, this was an impressive win for the Cowboys, but I was pretty impressed with the Seahawks just staying in this game. Obviously, Dallas, hard place to play. This ended up being a really exciting game.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree with you. I'd be more impressed with the Seahawks honestly coming into this one because I don't feel like a lot of people thought the Seahawks would be this close to the Cowboys. But like Geno Smith, you know, balled in this game with Metcalf. Metcalf went off, um, and this is that. This is the freaking week that I put Mad Metcalf on the bench, and you have texted me about that. So. <laughs> So it was nice, nice to see that uh, he had a great game. But yeah, no, I was more impressed with the Seahawks than this one because Dallas' defense giving up 35 points to the Seahawks, like that's, that's
0: crazy. In what was probably the saddest game of Week 13, you had the Chargers beating the Patriots 6-0. to zero. So just two field goals for the Chargers, but they did enough to get it done. But Ben, you're in the National Football League and you can't score a touchdown if you're the Patriots or any points for that matter. Come on now.
1: I don't feel bad for Belichick at all, man. Like this is this is great. Like I'm loving this. Like I know Brady's gone and everything like that, but like just to see his team play as crappy as they have been playing all year. I mean, he can't figure out who his starting quarterback is. Zappy's not any better than uh, Mac Jones is. It's just yeah. And then on the flip side, Chargers, man, what the heck happened to them? Like they, used, I, I thought they had a decent team. I mean, with Herbert was good. Eckler's, like falling off a cliff, man. I don't understand their team whatsoever. But yeah, this was. I'm sorry for whoever paid to go watch this game. Terrible.
0: Well, my Colts got a big win as Minshew threw for a touchdown in overtime to Michael Pittman jr. They gave the Colts their fourth straight win to down the Titans 31 28. So a big rivalry division game. there. huge win down in Tennessee. We had no lose November, Ben. We won all our games in November, carried that over into that first week of December. So yeah, four straight good win there against the Titans down in Tennessee.
1: Oh yeah, dude! No, it's good to see you guys winning, man. Like, I'm I'm super excited for you, uh, and I feel like the best thing you guys did something better than a lot of other teams did. You have a proven backup back, can I mean, he's not fantastic, but like he can actually play, and he's got experience. Not a lot of these guys that lost their starting quarterback can say that. So, I feel like that was huge just to pick up Minshew, and yeah, your your defense, I feel like has been has been really good this year too. So, you never know, man. You never know.
0: Well, in a high-profile game. A lot of people were excited about this one in week 13. You had the 49ers against the Eagles, arguably the two best teams in the NFC. How's it going to go? Well, Debo Samuel said last year during the playoffs, if we would have had Brock Purdy, we would have won this game. As many people know, the Eagles went on to win the NFC championship fairly easily and then, you know, went into the Super Bowl, lost to the Chiefs, of course. But we had this week 13 matchup. Purdy's healthy now, throws for four touchdowns, and the 49ers smoked the Eagles. 42-19, Ben, not even a game. So, Debo Samuel backing up that talk.
1: Yeah, and I really, truly don't disagree with them. I mean, they didn't have a quarterback. Like, how how are they going to beat the Eagles in that game without a quarterback? And he was gone in the first, I think it was the first, wasn't it the first drive? Maybe, maybe second drive? I, I know it was the first quarter, but I, I don't disagree with them at all, and they definitely showed it. In Philly. I mean, Philly's a tough place to play. So, like, absolute domination in this game. I've been trying to say that the Eagles, I don't... I feel like they're frauds this year. Like, I really do. But, I mean, I could, you probably could say that about a lot of other teams, too. But, I mean, this was just a huge win for the Niners and a big statement for the NFC.
0: Yeah, and the 49ers, the, you know, they knocked off the Eagles easily that week. And then earlier in the season, beat the Cowboys 42-10. So, dismantling two yeah. of the top teams in the NFC. So, definitely staking their claim as the best team in the NFC. Not going to cover the uh, Buccaneers game, but I do want to give a shout out to Mike Evans, who posted his 10 straight season with a thousand receiving yards. And he caught passes. This is really impressive. He caught passes from seven different quarterbacks. Listen to these guys, Jamison Winston, obviously Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown, Mike Glennon, and Blaine Gabbert. So, most of those guys on that list, you're like, how in the world did he even get to a thousand yards? <laughs> but just wanted to give that guy a shout out. He he's something else, man. He he's an impressive talent and I'm glad to see he's still producing, you know, year after year, even if the Bucks, you know, aren't that great and they're doing decent this year. Obviously now they're leading their division, but uh good to see Mike Evans there yeah. still, you know, putting up solid numbers despite the whatever quarterback he's got under center. Yeah. Definitely. Well, probably the shocker game of Week 13 was the Packers beating the Chiefs 27-19 Lambeau Field there. Chiefs were kind of walking in thinking they're just going to go in there, get the job done. Jordan Love said, not so fast. You know, he's the first year as a starter. Arguably could be the best quarterback in the NFC North, Ben.
1: I hate to almost not disagree with you there. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I just don't... I mean, you got... I mean, it's just so weak now with with Cousins. I mean, if Cousins was still healthy, I definitely would choose Cousins over at Love easily. But, like, but yeah, no, Love has been impressive these last few weeks, man. Uh, and and the Chiefs have a great defense this year. Like, they've been carried by their defense because their receiving core is just absolute trash. But uh, no, this was a huge win for the Packers. I mean, they stay alive in the playoff race, too. Uh, this is just very unprecedented for the Chiefs, too. I mean, Mahomes just looked. Uh, he, he's just trying his best, man. I, he, but he just can't carry him. Uh, it's But very impressive for the Packers to beat the Chiefs. I never would have seen this coming, honestly.
0: Some impressive stats after this game. This was the fifth straight game. The Packers have had 375-plus yards on offense. And it's the first time they've done that since 2013, so it's been 10 years. And then Jordan Love has three go-ahead touchdowns this season, which is the most by a Packers quarterback since Rodgers did it. Back in 2012, so 11 years ago, so just some impressive numbers, you know, there by the Packers as a whole and Jordan Love as their quarterback. And you think with that stat, it's pretty
1: interesting. I mean, Rodgers, like you said, 10, 11 years. I mean, you would have thought he would have done it at least multiple times. So, like, that's crazy that he only did it back then.
0: Yeah, I mean, you would think even last year, year before, you know, all these uh, all these other years he's won MVP. Like, how did he never do it any other time than that? So. Yeah, pretty crazy. Exactly. Our last game of week 13 that we want to highlight, the Bengals in overtime beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 34-31. Jake Browning stole the spotlight, and the Bengals stunned the Jags. Now, Trevor Lawrence did go out with that ankle injury, which ended up being a huge deal there towards the end. But, Ben, Browning looked like Joe Burrow back there.
1: Dude, like, what the heck, man? I I thought for sure once I saw Burrow was done for the year, I'm like, well, there goes the Bengals season, but hold up now. (laughs) Who the heck is Jake Browning and what the heck is he doing? And of course, he was on our practice squad a few years back, so like, way to go, Vikings. But (laughs) yeah, I just, I think it might, I think it definitely made a difference with Lawrence going out there in the fourth quarter. Uh, But this Jacks team, they've been up and down all year. I always, I thought they were going to run away with the division with the South there. Like, I, I just felt like, Easily they'd take it, but man, I, it's not looking that way at all. So no, this is a big win for the Bengals, and, and they stayed in
0: the playoff hunt with this one, too. Ready or not, here we come. <laughs> We're right behind them, nipping at their heels. <laughs> That's right. We Seriously, are. though, like it's, it's anyone's division. Well, then moving into Week 14, you know, I just uh, was pretty down on the Patriots there for not being able to score in Week 13, so I thought I'd be nice. They did manage to win and beat the Steelers in Week 14, 21-18, so Ben, nice to see the Patriots <laughs> actually putting up some points. Yeah, Bailey Bailey
1: Zappy looks like Tom Brady out there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> three, three touchdown passes in the first half, and then they couldn't score in the second. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm surprised they even put up some points against the Steelers defense. But yeah, good for them. Way to go.
0: Also, another team and person I've been really down on this year, especially in our last episode, is Zach Wilson. So I wanted to give him some love. He... Beat the Texans in week 14, 30 to 6. So thank you, Zach Wilson, for knocking off one of our division rivals. He was 27 to 36, over 300 yards and two touchdowns, Ben. So nice to see a guy who struggled this year, got benched, then he comes back, has a great game like this. So very impressive for him.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, I never knew this was even inside of Zach Wilson. That's where I've seen him play so much this year, and it's just <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, but seriously, though, like, I mean, they benched him and then they're now like, oh, okay, we're not really that great without you. So, like, we're just going to play you again because Rodgers ain't coming back this year. And then he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to go play my best game of the year, probably. (laughs) So, I just, I don't know, man. And then the Texans, they've been like one of the hottest teams this year. So, just really surprising. I know Stroud got concussed, but like they were still getting beat bad even when Stroud was in there. So, it's just, it was crazy to
0: see. And you had the Baltimore Ravens beating the Rams in overtime 37-31 on a walk-off by Wallace as the Ravens' punt returner goes 76 yards for a touchdown in overtime there. He caught the punt, clearly, no easy feat on this wet day. Then he slipped to his left, spun away from one potential tackler, and then raced down the sideline, breaking another couple tackles, and then barely staying in bounds. Ben, this is one of the most impressive winning touchdowns I've ever seen in a game.
1: Oh yeah, no question. Like I was, it was the highlight. It was awesome to watch and everything. It really was really cool. I feel like the Ravens are one of those sneaky teams that are like they're ten and three this week. Like when did this happen? How did they get? How did they get here? Because typically by now Lamar Jackson's hurt and they're out of the playoff contention. So like it's been an interesting year to see them being you know up up the top the AFC. Uh, Odell Beckham's finally you know showing up. He got uh, caught for ninety seven yards this game. But yeah, that touchdown was was awesome spectacular
0: what is up with the lions having trouble with the bears this year bears beat them in week 14 28 13 and it took a miracle a few weeks before for the lions to come back and beat them there in the last couple minutes so what in the world ben why do the lions have such problems this year against the bears it's like the one team that's their kryptonite i don't understand
1: because yeah the, i mean the bears should easily be 2-0 against them and then I mean, obviously they beat us too a few weeks back. But like, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't understand this. I mean, this is another Lions team that's just like they're so up and down. They really haven't beaten anybody necessarily with a winning record. But like, yeah, they just can't. I don't, I just don't get the Bears. Like, you shouldn't be struggling against the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields. I mean, I, I, I really want Fields to stay there for another year and give him another chance. But like, I just, I don't understand how they can, how they can lose to them.
0: Well, Week 14 saw another shutout as your Vikings beat the Raiders three to zero. So I know you've got some quarterback issues, so I'm not going to make fun of you for only scoring three points, but Ben hats off to your defense for the shutout, man. That's pretty impressive.
1: And that's what's so frustrating about this year though, is like, we actually have a good defense and then we don't have a quarterback. Like, it's just like, how does this happen? Like we've been looking for a quarterback for years and Kirk cousins finally is having like a super great year this year and we have a great defense behind him and then he gets hurt. And then we, I don't understand O'Connell sticking with Dobbs. Like I, I get he won us a couple games, had that wonderful, you know, plays and against the Falcons, but like, man, he's been playing like trash. And then we finally bring Mullins in and we get some offense and we score three points and we win the game. Like I like I know I said the thing about the Patriots and the Raiders game, but like seriously, whoever paid or the Patriots and Chargers game, but whoever paid for this game, man, like I really hope there was some kind of like refund stand or something like after this game. Because like can you imagine going to a game and not, nobody scores until, like, literally the last few minutes, 3-0. Like, what the heck did you just pay for? I don't know, man. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, you and I went to, like, the best game ever last year with the Colts and Vikings. This is the <laughs> opposite of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would have felt so bad if we went to this kind of a game, man. And it was 3-0. to zero. I would have, oh, my gosh. It would have been terrible.
0: Well, the 49ers continued their winning ways in Week 14 as Purdy threw for a career-best 368 yards as the 49ers beat the Seahawks 28-16. So, good division win in Week 14 there for the 49ers, Ben, as they just keep on rolling.
1: Yeah, for real. I mean, they've got literally two two candidates for MVP, and Purdy and uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey's been a phenomenal for them ever since he's come up from Carolina. But, like, yeah, now if they... I just I don't see them... I, I just don't see them losing... I honestly don't in the playoffs. Like they're they're built for it. They've got a great offense. Purdy's in playing lights out. Incredible story. Their defense is great. I just I find it hard for anybody in the NFC to get by uh, San Francisco, especially if it's in if it's running through San Francisco.
0: Well, in a very hyped up game, and understandably so, the Bills beat the Chiefs twenty to seventeen in Arrowhead, which is one of the hardest places to play. Josh Allen came up with big play after big play. Chiefs, talk about big plays, had an amazing play at the end as Travis Kelsey caught about a 15-20 yard pass, ran another 5-7 to yards, then had the wherewithal to pitch it backwards, lateral it backwards to Tony, who ran it another 15-20 yards into the end zone untouched. One of the coolest, craziest plays you'll ever see in a game. But there was a flag. And the man who scored the touchdown, Tony decided to line up off sides at the beginning of the play. Ben, the Chiefs were so mad. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes are blaming the officials, which they've gotten fined for, which I thought was hilarious. I've never seen Mahomes that fired up before. At first, I thought he was yelling at Tony because I'm like, that guy's an idiot, and then he's like going off on his teammate. But I was like, oh, no, he's actually yelling at the refs. And then I've heard so much back and forth because – there's the whole thing where, like, if you're lining up as a receiver, you're supposed to look over at the official side judge, line judge there, and he's going to give you a thumbs up or, like, pat his leg and let you know, like, you're good. And if you're not, then, you know, you have time to, like, fix yourself. But he never looked over. He looked the other direction down the line. But to me, Mm -hmm. he's looking down the line. You can clearly see, oh, shoot, I'm a foot over from where the ball is. Oh, yeah. like, like just back up yep. actually saw Tyreek Hill do this a couple of weeks ago he was a little bit over and he was like oh shoot and then just backed up like you can do it you're capable of it and the ref said usually if it's just a little bit like they won't call it but this was so egregious like the official that's looking down the line couldn't even see the ball because Tony was that far over so Ben what do you make of this you think obviously it was fault of Tony Do you think the official should have Done a better job communicating. What are what are your thoughts about just the whole situation?
1: I, I don't think it's really the official's job. If you're not going to acknowledge the official, which is what you're supposed to do, I, I don't I don't think they have any responsibility to be yelling out to you, "Hey, you're offside." Like I, I don't I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, I, you should have a responsibility as a receiver because that's your job to know where the ball is, and you should line up onside. Like I, I hear what Patrick Mahomes is. He's upset because it doesn't hardly ever get called. But it was the right call. Like who cares if it hardly ever gets called? It's part of the rules, and he broke the rules, so it should get flagged. Like yeah, of course. I think a lot of us probably wanted that play to stand because of how amazing it was and how like Travis Kelsey, like looking around for another player on his team to pass it to, and he threw it perfect, perfect to him, and everything like that. Like yeah, it was awesome, but. I mean, it was clear as day. I know that blue line is not always accurate, but, like, even if it isn't accurate, his whole foot was, like, all the way across that line. So, I mean, I don't know how you can argue and get upset about this. I'm I'm happy that Mahomes at least took accountability later on and, like, said, hey, I shouldn't have did what I did because he's 100% right. There was no reason to be arguing about that, but to me i just don't understand why there was any argument or any any anything against it because he 100 percent was offside and this poor guy has just been like a thorn in the chiefs like side all year man he's on their team i just i feel i feel terrible for the guy
0: yeah i mean he's dropping passes left and right and that's the thing too they lead the league in dropped passes with i think 33 and it might and it might be more now so it's like yeah just catch the ball, guys, and don't put the game right. in the officials' hands. Like, if you would have just dropped right. half of those, you probably would have won some more games, you know? <laughs> so right. it, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, a team that had a really nice win there week 14, the Cowboys, after losing to the Eagles earlier in the year, bounced back in a big way, beating Philadelphia easily 33-13. So, Ben, good win here by Dallas as they responded after losing to the Eagles earlier in the season to now beating them pretty convincingly.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were up 24 six at halftime. So like, I mean, this game was pretty much over by that time, but yeah, very surprised. Um, I mean, I, I still, like I said last week, I, I really definitely think the Eagles are uh, highly overrated and I know ESPN has been on their bandwagon and now they're like falling off their bandwagon because they've lost a couple of things. ESPN's So fickle about that, but like, I, this is definitely a big win for the for the Cowboys for sure um, so we'll see if they can carry it on but we all know what they do in the playoffs so like we'll see
0: <laughs> Well a week after their huge win, the Green Bay Packers got upset by the New York Football Giants 24-22 as the Italian stallion Danny DeVito leads a clutch drive to Bullock's winning kick as the New York Giants top Green Bay 24 22. Ben check this out. The Giants are three and one with DeVito as their starter. They were one and five with Jones as their starter. So, hats off to DeVito for getting the job done. His little, you know, Italian celebration there, you know, that he does after he scores. <laughs> I love it.
1: It's it's funny, man. But like uh, this, this ain't gonna. He ain't gonna go anywhere. Like, I just I I just don't see it. But maybe he made it for me wrong, and he will. I don't know. But it, it's great for him. Um, I think it's going a little bit more to his head because of a couple of stories that have come out about him. Uh, I don't know if you saw that Pizzeria story, but that was like pretty interesting. Uh, so I, hopefully he can keep it going and have a good career, but we'll see.
0: Another upset was the Tennessee Titans yeah. coming back and beating the Dolphins 28, 27. Dolphins are up 27, 13 in this one. And I remember Megan looking at the score being like, that's not even a game. Cause we were watching the Packers game and that had just gotten over and then all of a sudden I saw twenty-eight uh twenty or excuse me, 27, 21 Dolphins, and I'm like, I'll flip over there, just see what happens, you know, whatever. And then lo and behold, the Titans do it. Will Levis, man, rallies for two late touchdowns, Ben. So how how impressive were you with Levis and the Titans coming back?
1: Dude, I I mean, very impressive. Like how what are the dolphins doing? I mean, like I've, we've said before too, they they haven't beaten a, a team with a winning record. And then, then you're going to lose to the Tennessee Titans. Like I just, I couldn't believe it, man. I mean, 27, 13, I know Hill got hurt this game, but he did come back in later in the game. But like, still, I, I just like, I, it's hard to explain how you blow a 14 point lead to the Titans. Like it really is hard to explain. So, but big win for the Titans, man. I mean, uh, What's-his-face, their coach, uh, Brable said that they were, they were going to fight the whole way, the rest of the way. So, like, great for them, man, to get a big win like this against against the Dolphins.
0: Well, that takes us to week 15 here this past week. And the Raiders must have been pretty upset after getting shut out by your Vikings because they put up 63 on the Chargers on the way to winning 63-21. Now, Josh Herbert's out for the year now, had surgery on his finger, uh, Keenan Allen was out. So uh, just, you know, wasn't going to be a good game. Everybody knew it wasn't going to be close. But, man, Raiders put the pedal to the metal and just kept on pressing, Ben, and beat him so bad that Chargers ended up firing their coach and their GM after the game.
1: I mean, everybody, everybody was saying that. Like, everybody was like, all right, Brandon Staley's gone. Like, there's no way this guy is going to keep his job I'm sorry, even even with Herbert out and Easton Stick being quarterback, it had nothing to do with this. Like they've been trash under Staley for the last few years here, so he's been he's overstayed his welcome for sure. So, uh, yeah, but the Raiders, I mean, 63 points, bro. Like, yeah, they were <laughs> they they couldn't find anything against us, but I guess they found it against the Chargers. So, like, it was I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it was it was what 40 yeah 42 to nothing at halftime. Like, I mean, <laughs> this game was. Wasn't close ever, so yeah, good for the Raiders, man. Way to way to pummel the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was talk that you know they should have let Staley go last year after they blew that huge lead to the Jaguars in the in the playoffs. So the fact that he yeah. even came back yeah. this year and has been there is, you know, surprising. Right. So yeah, it was it was long past time. We had a few Saturday games. I'm gonna co- cover a couple of them. Ben, your Vikings. Lost a tough one in overtime to the Bengals, twenty seven twenty four. Browning getting it done, you know, once again, just coming up with some clutch throws and knocking you guys knocking you guys out there on Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah, it was just frustrating, dude. Like I mean, just a couple of things that happened. Like Brown like you said, I mean, Browning had those two throws and like honestly they were they were two throws that were just like, Please come down with the ball you know, my receiver, <laughs> Cause, like the one with T Higgins at the goal line. I, I have no idea how our safety did not block that down. Like I just, it did, he was right there, ready to go. And then T Higgins basically just moshed them and then reached over the goal line for the touchdown. Like, I just don't, I didn't understand that. And then we, we did it. We did a tush push, you know, quote unquote tush push for third and fourth down. I mean, didn't even get close to the first down. (laughs) The third down, I think, I really think we did get it. Like the replay looked like at his second effort got it. But like when we did it again for fourth down, we had um, our smallest receiver too. Like Brandon Powell is behind him pushing. Like I I don't understand why we had this little dude pushing Mullins for trying to get it first down there. But like, yeah, this we should have won this game in you know regulation. We just we blew it, man, and it it was frustrating because. I mean, I want to see my team in the playoffs, but, like, I, at the same time, I'm like, do I want to see them get beat by, you know, probably the Niners if we are able to, like, pull off an upset? Probably not, but it's just, yeah, frustrating. But Brownie's playing well, man. He really is.
0: Well, my team also played on Saturday afternoon, and thankfully we were able to get the win as Gardner Minshew bolstered the Colts' playoff chances, beating the Steelers 30-13. to This game didn't start out well, though. We were 13-0 in the hole after... Steelers scoring a couple touchdowns. They had a they blocked a punt, which set up an easy score uh, the very next play. So we were in the hole early. Was not looking good, but thankfully, again, it was early, and then we just went on a 30-0 run <laughs> to finish the game over the next few quarters and got the job done. So, Ben, thankfully, we beat the Steelers. Obviously, they're struggling a little bit also fighting for a wild card spot. So this was a big win because both teams came in, you know, similar record and needing this win. So I'm glad we were able to get get the job done.
1: Yeah, no, big win for you guys to knock a playoff opponent away um, and have that head-to-head matchup. That's, that's huge, I feel like, for a tiebreaker. I mean, you guys really got a great chance. Like, I can easily see you going. I know the Texans game will be tough depending on if Stroud is available, but, like, I mean, you got the Falcons and Raiders up next. So like, I mean, two winnable games for you guys. Uh, So it could easily be right at 10 and six. And then uh, who knows what will happen with Texans game, but I mean, you guys could be Texans. So like, seriously, you never know. I mean, and if you can get the division and take it from Jacksonville, which is wide open, I mean, all three of you are tied at eight and six. So like, again, like you said, it's wide open for you guys to get it. I like, I was looking at your, I mean, that's what I'm on right now. I'm looking at your schedule page, but like, there's a video here for cower and I can, I could see it uh, being a good case for him, but he was talking about Shane Steichen being potential coach of the year. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's going to win it, but like I I could definitely see him being deserving. I mean, with everything you guys have gone through, like you, you lost your, you know, potential franchise quarterback, you know, Taylor has been up and down this year for being injured. Uh, I feel like you, you just suspended two other guys too, just recently. So like, I mean, you've had a a tumultuous season. So, I mean, he's done a great job for you guys.
0: Yeah, no, he really has. I mean, just weathering the storm and obviously coming out of last year and just the mess that that was. And then, yeah, like you yeah. said, losing our franchise quarterback, losing our you know, our top running back. Zach Moss has filled mm-hmm. in great. But even this game, Zach Moss goes down, and yeah. now our third and fourth string come in, and they did a great job. They were a great one-two yeah. punch, you know, even though yeah. they're third and fourth string. So they really helped us just keep moving the chains. And then, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. has been a steady, you know, wide receiver, Mm -hmm. putting up a lot of yards, you know, just having a lot of catches. But unfortunately, he got hurt in this game. So we'll see how he does. Yeah, he had a concussion. Um, The guy that hit him actually got suspended for the rest of the season because that's, I think, his second, if not third offense this year. So, I mean, I feel a little bit bad for the guy because it's one of those plays, you know, the the wide receiver is laying out for the ball and you're coming across trying to make a play and... I don't feel like he led with the crown of his helmet, but just obviously with the rules and how they, what they are now, I mean, it was the right call. And I mean, literally like every official in the area threw a flag, there was literally like three or four flags that went flying. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it was the right call in the game. I just, yeah, I feel kind of bad for the guy that he's suspended for the rest of the year. But then when I heard all oh, this is actually his second or third offense, I'm like, all right, he's already been warned and all of that before. So mm-hmm. got to be a little more careful, but yeah, like you said, the division's yeah. wide open. I'm excited because it looked like yeah, Jags were going to run away with it, and now here we are all tied. The only bummer is that the Jags beat us twice, so they've obviously got the tiebreaker over us. So we've got to have an overall better record than them. They also have a pretty easy remaining schedule—the last three weeks. So we just got to hope that they somehow lose one of those games, and then you know we win out, and then yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but. Yeah, man, I, I like our chances, and I, I like the fight that we have, and I, I like our coach, and I've got faith in him and our players, and, yeah, we'll we'll just see what mm-hmm. happens. The well, Miami Dolphins shut out the Jets 30-0. to The only reason I'm talking about this game is because there was a little bit of talk that Rodgers was going to be cleared to play this next week, and this depended on if the Jets could win this game and stay alive in the playoff hunt. Well, guess what? This slammed the door shut on not only them making the playoffs – But Roger's coming back. So, Ben, I'm kind of glad that it kind of put that to bed because even if he was medically cleared, I was like, bro, don't do it because we all know you're not 100%. Like, there's no way your Achilles is fully healed. Like, you were just asking for trouble.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like it was a ploy. Like, I really do. And that's just just the way he had talked um, to Pat McAfee and everything like that. Like, I almost feel like it was a ploy. Uh, maybe to get the Jets to fight or something like that. Like I mean, almost like a I don't know, just pushing them to to play better. I, I'm not sure, but like that's just just my opinion. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Even if even if it was a an play and he was going to come back, I mean, there, there's no, there's no point to come back to try to fight for like what the sixth or the seventh seed for the AFC. I mean, you're 39 years old. You know, rest up, get the off season. Hopefully next year you're not going to be hurt on like the fourth play of the year. And just hopefully go out at least with a decent year with the Jets and have it, have another chance. But, yeah, no, I think it was the best decision.
0: Well, the Houston Texans, without C.J. Stroud, were able to beat the Tennessee Titans 19-16 in Week 15. But they were able to win this game in overtime. Ben, I heard something cool, I, I, and I like this idea. Those jerseys, well, first of all, a team should keep like a city should keep the team name. Like if you're gonna move the franchise or whatever, like change you know change the name, like because that that team, those jerseys, they got like all that that's associated like with that city. So like keep that there. The next city they can come up with their own name, their own jersey colors, like all that. But for this case, when these two teams play, whoever won the year before gets to wear. The old school Houston Oilers jersey, so that's like the bragging rights for like the next year. I'm like, I, I kind of like that. That's that's kind of a yeah. kind of a cool a cool thought. But this was kind of a win win for me. I was cheering for the Titans because obviously, again, we're we're tied with the Texans, but either team losing was good for us.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. No, I mean you're 100 percent right, and it was good to see Case Keenum again get to play. I mean, it's I fond memories of him and everything like that with his one crazy season that he had with us. But like, yeah, no, I mean, this was very surprised they won. I honestly thought the Titans would get this one, but they came back and got the win in this one. So yeah, it was good, good to see the Texans get a win without uh, Stroud.
0: Well, the Cleveland Browns continue to keep winning as Joe Flacco leads them past the Bears 20-17 to in Week 15. And I about freaked out there, Ben, that Hail Mary at the end of you saw that. But that dude just about... Pulled it in for the bears. I mean, it was a tough play. He's kind of, he's going the opposite direction, but still it was right in his hands. And then he kicks it up with his foot and then it gets intercepted. And that's the ball game, but a crazy finish and would have been even crazier if he would have come down with that catch.
1: Yeah. There was a picture on our Reddit. Um, it was the Vikings Reddit because I mean, there's just stupid fans on there that don't like the bears. And, um, it, it had a picture of him, you know, holding the ball on the ground. And then the caption was like, this ended it as an interception. <laughs> so like, it's just, it's crazy. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like that's just the bears way to lose the game. Cause like, yeah, he could have, I feel like he could have come down with it. I know it would not it would not have been an easy catch, but like it would have been crazy way to win. But the Browns, yeah. I, I just lack, I know he threw three picks in this game, but like th- th- 374, um, I mean, you never know with the Browns. Browns got a great defense, like if he can be even like doing what he's doing there, you never I mean you just never know what could happen.
0: Well, the Kansas City Chiefs finally got back to their winning ways in week 15 beating the Patriots in Foxborough 27-17, which thrilled Taylor Swift and the other Swifties in the crowd. <laughs> oh man, Ben. But yeah, good to see the Chiefs getting uh getting the win here. It's always tough to play, you know, even though the Patriots are struggling a bill belichick defense is always hard to go against travis kelsey talked about it this week you know pat mahomes touches on it andy reid has got a lot of respect for belichick so yeah always got to be on your a game you know on the offensive side of the ball and you know luckily for the chiefs they were able to get the job done here
1: oh yeah i mean he's a genius defensively i just yeah i just he doesn't have a quarterback at all so like it's it's hard to do it keep your defense on the field for so long in the game but no i mean this is. I feel like this was a big win for the Chiefs. Like, yeah, it's not playing against a very good team, but they, I mean, they needed a win. Like, uh, losing to the Patriots would have been devastating to them. So they needed a win. So this was big for them.
0: McCaffrey scored three touchdowns as the 49ers won the NFC West division by beating the Cardinals 45 29 in week 15. Here's some fun stats for you, Ben. Brock Purdy, who threw for four touchdowns in this game. He's actually 32nd in the NFL in pass attempts, but he's second in passing yards, so pretty efficient there for uh, the uh, former Mr. Irrelevant. And then I just missed, uh, mentioned Christian McCaffrey, who had three touchdowns in this game. In 49ers franchise history, there's just two players who have scored 20 or more touchdowns in a single season. 1987 Jerry Rice and 2023 Christian McCaffrey, so pretty impressive by this young man and he better yeah. be in the MVP conversation.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, like I said with the with the last week, I mean, really, I feel like it's going to come down to Purdy and McCaffrey and like, it's, it's going to be hard to choose between both of them. I mean, honestly, like if the Niners didn't have McCaffrey, I don't feel like they'd be doing what they'd be doing. But then at the same time, if the Niners didn't have Purdy, I don't know if they'd be in the same conversation either with Trey Lance. So like, it's just, it's crazy what it's going to have, what it's going to come down to, to, both of them. But I feel like the, the best story, like as much as I like McCaffrey, um, I think the best story would be Purdy getting it because like no, Mr. Irrelevant never ever winning. No Mr. Irrelevant has ever won the MVP. And like, how huge would that be? Um, that he would win it. So like, I, I feel like that, that would be the better story, but I could easily see a case for McCaffrey getting it because he means as much to this team as Purdy does.
0: Well check this out. I don't know if this has ever happened before, even been set up like this. But the forty ers have been going through the bird gauntlet. They knocked off the Seahawks, the Eagles, the Seahawks again, and then the Cardinals. And now they've got the Ravens on Christmas Day. So you want to talk about a thriller and if they can pull off the five <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet.
1: Dude. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. I bet you it probably hasn't been done before. Like, I can't imagine. Like, how random is that for five straight games against bird teams? It's crazy.
0: Well, the Bills continue their strong play, beating the Cowboys easily 31-10. to Now, it probably helped being in Buffalo. There was some rain. Obviously, it's cold. Dallas used to playing inside, you know, in the Dome. So, either way, though, Ben, great win by the Bills who just continue to chug along and are another team that are right there knocking on the door for the playoffs. And maybe arguably the best team in the AFC, despite their record.
1: That's what I, I mean, that's really what I was going to point out, Travis, because like uh, there was a poll after this game and they were saying something like, are the bills the best team in the AFC? And like, I feel like I think if I remember right, it was like, and the answer was no, like I think majority was no, but like there was a pretty good amount that were saying yes. And it, it is kind of crazy to see like the bills have been playing very, very well, but they're still sitting at ninth. And they're out of the playoffs. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter how great you've been playing or how how good a team you are. If you're not one of the top seven, it it don't matter. Like, your season's over. You're done. You're going home. So, like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that have to be done for for the Bills to get there. Obviously, you guys, you know, the Bengals, the Colts, and the Texans are going to have to lose for them to get in there. And they've still got the Broncos and the Steelers behind them. So, like, I mean. One misstep and they're out of the playoffs for good. But yeah, I mean, they definitely look like one of the best teams in the AFC. But I just, just, we'll have to see if they can if they can make it to the playoffs before we can before we can actually say that.
0: Well, you mentioned it was nice seeing uh Case Keenum back on the field and winning, a, you know, a game for his team. Another man that it was great to see back out there was Drew Locke who had a late touchdown pass and rallied the Seahawks to a 2017 victory over the sliding Eagles, who have now lost three in a row. Ben, you talked about the Eagles being pretenders. Well, here they've dropped three straight, including this latest one to Seattle, a team they probably shouldn't have lost to.
1: Right. I'll stop one. This one's a head scratcher if you're an Eagles fan, like, I get it's in Seattle, a 12th man and everything like that, but that defense has not been anywhere near as good as what it was back in the past with Sherman and the Legion of Boom. So like losing to Drew Locke on Monday night, man, I I think Jalen Hurts is finally kind of, I think his peak was last year and don't get me wrong. Still great. Still a very good quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to be, if that plus, I think he almost was like at that spot where I don't think he's going to peak any higher than that. Um, There are two picks, two big picks in this game. Uh, That one pick at the end. I know, I know that it was looked like a hold and everything like that. Probably should have been called, but like that led to the Drew Lock uh, patch, the touchdown pass to your to your Ohio State Buckeye who made a great catch and everything like that. But now this is a big big win for the Seahawks.
0: Well, that wraps up the last three weeks of NFL action. We're going to go through the standings now. Starting off the AFC, you've got Baltimore at eleven and three, number one. Miami at their heels 10-4 at the second spot. Third is Kansas City at 9-5. Jacksonville at fourth at 8-6. Cleveland 9-5 holding down the fifth spot. Cincinnati 8-6 in the sixth spot. And my Indianapolis Colts in that seventh and the last wild card spot also at 8 and 6. So a lot of teams right there. And then there's several there that are in the 8-9-10 spot. We just mentioned the Bills, the Texans, Steelers, all right there. So There's going to be a lot of movement here in the last few weeks and the Chiefs' path to the number one seed because they're used to playing at home, having home field advantage, Mm -hmm. you know, every year and having the AFC Championship game at home. So they, you know, they could really use the number one seed. So Chiefs need to win out, win their last three games. Baltimore would need to lose two. And they've got San Francisco and the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. So those are two they could possibly lose. And then for Miami just to lose one. And they've got the Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills. So they've got three tough games. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Chiefs are lurking, still trying to get that number one seed. But right now, it is controlled by the Baltimore Ravens who control their own destiny. And then we move over to the NFC side. And as we've mentioned, a lot of good things about the San Francisco 49ers in this episode. They're holding down that number one spot at 11 and three, Dallas at 10 and four after that Eagles loss. Detroit's in the third spot at ten and four, Tampa Bay at seven and seven. So it's nice to at least see a team leading that division who's actually five hundred. Because I can't stand when the team's under five hundred because that division's so yeah. bad. And then you've got the Eagles at ten and yeah. four in the fifth spot. Your Vikings are seven and seven at the sixth spot, and the Rams are seven and seven at the seventh spot. But then you've mm-hmm. got the Seahawks, the Saints at seven and seven, eight and nine spot. And then Falcons at six and eight in the tenth spot. So again, a lot of teams bunched up there in both conferences. So Ben, it's going to be a fun and exciting last three weeks here in the NFL season to see how everything shapes up.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, I, yeah, I think the NFC won't be. I think it'll be pretty easily decided with the Niners. But like, yeah, I feel like the AFC is going to be the, the most exciting race because well, even well, even the playoffs for the NFC is going to be exciting too with those last few spots there. So with so many teams like still vying for those few spots, but yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting to see with these matchups what's going to take place, and it'll be interesting to see if the Chiefs can get uh, Arrowhead. I don't think that they'll get the. I don't think they'll get that one seat. They're just they're just not anywhere near what they have been. So it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see. I want to see somebody else. I, I I like Mahomes, but I, I want to see somebody else get there. So it'd be nice. Uh, anybody new, basically, it'd be nice.
0: Colts and Vikings Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean I could see you guys maybe doing it but us I don't think we're that we're asking a lot can you imagine we both get there with right. backup quarterbacks <laughs> oh my
1: gosh what a
0: story Gardner
1: Minshew versus Nick Mullins like get out of here <laughs> <laughs> who, would have, who would have saw
0: that at the beginning of the year yeah. oh
1: man uh, we'd have to go <laughs> for sure absolutely sorry wives but we're, we're gonna go <laughs> goodbye savings <laughs> Worth it. Yes.
0: (laughs) That's that's our Christmas and birthday presents for the next 10 years.
1: (laughs) Yes. We don't need anything else.
0: (laughs) Well, that's going to do it for this NFL recap of weeks 13, 14, and 15 here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.